Ladies and gents, all right, we are back. It is time to get another episode in of What the Puck. This is the episode number 19. Thank you all for listening and welcome in. Welcome, welcome. In this episode, we got a lot to discuss. I'm not going to talk too much about the uh, playoffs this episode. I mean, we will get into playoff talk, but first, you know, let's get it out of the way. Colorado Avalanche uh, going to the Stanley Cup final. I think most people had them coming out of the West, but congratulations. They not only won, but they swept the Edmonton Oilers in a crazy game last night. Absolutely dominant this playoffs. So congratulations to them going into the final. Um, not much to talk about in that series. They, they kind of wiped the floor with Edmonton. So a um, few storylines, but we won't really get into it. It was kind of a known thing. But anywho, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, congrats. Um... You know, I've been talking a lot about the playoffs in the past couple episodes, um, and we will talk a little bit about um, the other series, the Rangers-Lightning series, um, as Game 4 is happening tonight in Tampa. But there's also some other stuff that's uh, coming up that did make some headlines that I do want to discuss, so it will be a bit of a shorter video, but don't worry, don't worry. When we have the uh, actual Stanley Cup final, we will actually be doing... um, a lot longer uh, breakdown analysis, predictions, all that good stuff. Um, but we do, in, what's it called? In about a month from now, there still is uh, free agency. Um, and it, we actually, it's, I think it's a week and a month, if I'm not mistaken. Free agency this year is July 13th. Uh, and we do have some big free agents on the market. So we can get, we, we're actually going to start going to that. Um, some predictions, some talk of uh, potential uh potential signings but first off let's just name some of these players off the class uh we got guys like johnny Gaudreau. for anyone who doesn't know this guy just got a hundred point season so i think he's gonna break the bank somewhere um now do i think calgary can afford to keep him uh, this is an interesting question because calgary's got him as a uh he's he's unsigned monahan's under unsigned he's been with them a while um and then you got matthew kachuk who's a restricted free agent and andrew mangiapani is also a free agent, so you know, tight cap and a couple guys go. Um, couple guys that are gonna stay, a couple guys that are gonna go. If I had to bet money, I think Johnny Gaudreau's gonna walk. I think he's gonna walk. And I don't think it's uh anything like that. He doesn't want to stay in Calgary. I think he's they they've been in talks. Uh, GM Brad Trevling uh with uh, Johnny Gaudreau in his camp, but. Um, it's not a matter of whether, uh, you know, the Flames want him. I think it's a Johnny Gaudreau decision, and I think he's going to walk. Uh, and it'll be a quick signing with somewhere. And the two teams that I have that are going to be fighting for him, actually two teams in uh, the division I watch carefully, it's going to be the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. Both teams need in scoring. Both teams going to be wanting to spend that money um, if the Islanders can uh, get some cap room, sure. Um, but I think it makes sense for a team, a, 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 a team that needs a leader and a face. And I think Johnny Gaudreau could be that uh, with a team like Philly. You know, ton of cap space, so why not go? Might as well go after him. Trying because uh, Philly fans don't uh, don't like rebuilding, so you know, might as well try and get a uh, superstar uh, scorer out there. So anything can happen with that. Um, he's not the he's not the only free agent. That's just my prediction with. Uh, with Gaudreau. The other big f- forward free agent is Philip Forsberg, a 40-goal scorer, obviously. Um, and now this guy, 
I cannot see him leaving the Nashville Predators, and I I think he's just too valuable for the Preds to to leave for them to not get a deal done. Um, I know there's been it it was kind of like iffy at one point, but I have to say um, it's gonna take a it's gonna take a grind to get the deal done. You know, it's still very early. It's still very early June right now. It's not even uh, close to free agency, so this is just guessing. But I, uh, I would, I would say Nashville uh, opens the bank for him, and they re-sign him to a long-term deal. Um, he, although I have to say that, I have to say that Nashville has has done some shocking things in the past. Like, I they've let some guys walk that you just don't really expect to walk or or gotten rid of. Like I thought, you know, Shea Weber would have been a predator for life, but he got traded. I thought Ryan Suter would be uh, alongside him for life, but he let he let him walk to Minnesota. So, it'll be interesting to see what David Poyle does um, in terms of what's going to happen. The next uh, big free agent, another forward, is uh, a little bit on the older side, but he still was a star at one point. That's Evgeny Malkin. Um, now, with Malkin, it's very interesting because Penguins are in a tight cap spot, and... I can even throw Chris Letang. He was on the list here too because both are have been Pittsburgh Penguins since day one. They've, it's been him, Letang, and Crosby. But Crosby's locked up, and I don't think Crosby's going anywhere. So Malkin and Letang are both uh, free agents this year. Um, now, there's no doubt that Penguins are both uh, they, uh, interested. There's no doubt that these guys want to remain uh, Pitts, in Pittsburgh. But, you know, price and everything... Um, you wonder where uh, some of these guys could go, um, you know, and, and with Pittsburgh's cap situation, you know, you could, does a guy like Kasperi Kapanen move, Dayton Heinen, Evan Rodriguez, Ricard Raquel, you know, all these guys are free agents, so, um, so you, you don't know what happens, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine them signing all of them, and, you know, the Penguins do have other needs, you know, they had a very, I'd say they had a very disappointing season. I know the Rangers had them in the first round, but I, I, you kind of expect Pittsburgh to always, uh, you know, go further. And you know, we don't, we don't know where these two are going to end up. Uh, we don't know if they're going to be part of the, uh, forever players. I mean, they are forever players, but you don't know what's going to. Uh, you don't know what. Um, if they can afford both everyone on this team. So we're going to have to see. And the last uh, player that I want to mention here um, is definitely uh, John Klingberg, um, the Dallas Stars. Now, this guy is uh, an, he's definitely an elite defender. Um, I have to say that, you know, he's not the... Uh, I think he's a, a very, very good defenseman. He He used to be a great one, but... I think he's taking a step back, but I think he could still play against the um, top players uh, on another team. Uh, you have what's it called? You have he, he can be a top. He can, he played on their top four because I know Haskinen is their number one defenseman, but he could definitely be a top two role. He could shut down other guys, and he does have offensive talent too. So it's not like he can't uh, he he can't uh, get it done. I think in this year's playoffs, I don't think Dallas was good enough. I mean, they did put up hell of a fight against uh, the Flames, who kind of underwhelmed against the next series. But 
Um, I think he did put up a good fight. I think the whole team did. It just gotta. There's something iffy on that team that you just can't. That um, I think Jim Nill's still the GM, if not mistaken. But Dallas still does want to resign him. But there were there was some iffiness there in the early of the season. You know, there was some. They everyone thought he would get moved at the deadline, but he but he never did. And um, we don't really know what's the plans there. Um, and then you you know they they have a lot of cap tied up in players, and they got some future guys like Robertson and Hints that they want to sign in the future. Um, so a lot of uh, question marks in Dallas. That's more of the uh, free agency uh, preview. Don't worry, we're going to do way more free agency stuff after all the Stanley Cup playoffs, after the draft, which is actually the next topic, the NHL draft. Um, this should have been talked about a little bit a uh, while ago, but the lottery did happen a while back. I never did get around to it because I was more interested in the playoffs. But for anyone that doesn't know, the top three picks are... Um, the Montreal Canadiens have the first pick. The New Jersey Devils have the second pick. And the Arizona Coyotes have the third pick. Um, so that's how the top three worked out. And then you have, like, Seattle, Philly. Yeah, and then the, the rest of the order. Um, so right now, there is a... Uh, I do want to talk about the draft and the world hockey because there is a kid who's kind of shot out of the rankings here. And he's been very impressive uh, to watch the highlights of... And I I don't want to butcher his name, but I know he's from Finland. Juraj, or uh, not Finland, he played in the Finnish league, but he's a Slovakian kid. Juraj Slavkovsky, all right? That's a fucking wicked name if I could ever pronounce that. Juraj Slavkovsky. Okay, we're going to, I'm not even going to, I don't even know if I butchered his name. But, you know, do I think this guy's going to be the next star? Yes. And here's why I say that. He's got elite offensive skills and he and he's big too he's 6'4 218 that's what they have him listed um he's excelled in old, older competition against uh, professionals in finland and then he played in the 2022 olympics where he was the youngest player of the tournament tournament and he's the most valuable player there too um he had seven goals for the Slovakia, who won the bronze medal um and he's just physically big and he and again he's all, all the uh physical tools like the size his his reach, um, he's strong, you know, on the boards, you know, and he, and he can hold, he can hold his own. Like he's not a, uh, you know, a liability out there defensively. So, um, the issue is he is raw and he just shot out of the rankings. So we'll see how it goes. Um, where do I think, where do I think will happen in the draft? Because Montreal is the first pick. And I know Jeff Gordon's the GM. He really does like to draft, uh, he likes to draft when when there's no consensus number one pick. He likes to go position, um, and he likes to draft centers and defensemen unless these guys are supposed to be studs. I know back with the Rangers, he drafted Lafreniere and Kako, but he did draft a lot, a few centermen um, and defensemen his first year. This is really no big defenseman. Um, I think he's going to take Shane Wright, the guy everyone's been saying uh, is the first overall pick, um, and I think he's he's going to be that number one center uh, or. At least, de- or, or at least a number two center, number one, number two center. Um, I don't think this guy is going to be the next McDavid or um, Matthews kind of type play. I don't think that's what you're getting, but he might be the most complete player in this draft. And I think, uh, you know, sh- that's what they're going to take. I think they're going to take Shane Wright. I think the Devils are the team, you know, that'll take the that have the best chance of taking Slavkovsky. So he could go as high as number two in my eyes. I don't think Montreal will take him. I think Slavkovsky is going to. 
end up either a devil or if they pass on him and take a center, which the Devils already have plenty of centers. They have Hughes, Hishier, and this kid Dawson Mercer, who had a very good rookie year. So they got three centermen, so I don't really think they need one. I think they could use the goal scorer, Slavkovsky, um, to help out um, offense. So we'll see what they can do. And then the Arizona Coyotes at third, they might, if they, if they get Slavkovsky, that means the Devils will take Logan Cooley, the U.S., the American center, um, who's the, he's a faster player, he's smaller, but he's uh, got good offensive skills. So it'll be an interesting um, way to uh, see what happens. Very, very interesting. All right, so that's enough of the, uh, that's enough of the uh, non-Stanley Cup talk. It was about 10, 15 minutes in there. Where am I at? 12 minutes in this? 13? Okay. Um, I would say that, you know, now it's time to get into the Rangers-Lightning series. Oh, boy. Am I loving this as a New York Rangers fan. First off, we beat the bunch of jerks out there in Carolina. And, you know, yes, our fans are better. Anyone that says uh, the Rangers fans are assholes, that's not true. No, 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 no. We are not assholes. We, we, are, we are just uh, loud people. We're not assholes. Loud, loud, and proud. Um, and you know what? I, I loved all the, uh, I will listen to everyone that did not like the Rangers and picked against them because it just gave them fuel and they came back against the Hurricanes and just absolutely destroyed them. And then, you know, on home ice, this team looks great. You know, we have a 2-1 series lead against the Lightning. Um, and I have to say, Chris Jury did a fucking fantastic job at this trade deadline, um, to pick, to pick up some of the guys that he did. I know not everyone's a great addition, but how about this? He gave, he got a guy like Justin Braun, you know, he, he's the sixth defenseman on the team. Let me tell you, I'd rather have him than Patrick Nemeth, okay? Who, who took, which was a stupid signing by Drury. Stupid, stupid, because Nemeth would just equals a penalty a game or a, a power play goal against the game because he just couldn't stay out of the box. So that's why he had to get benched and Justin Braun took over. So kudos to uh, Justin Braun. For um, stepping in there, he he's had plenty of playoff experience. I don't think he's played horrific, but he hasn't played like great, great. But he, he's just the sixth defenseman. Um, he's had plenty of playoff experience back when he was with the Sharks. Um, when he when he was, I think it was like in twenty eleven. He start, um, he started going to the playoffs with them or twenty ten. It's been over a decade by now. Um, but he had plenty of playoff runs with them. Got plenty of playoff experience. So good job on Braun to get the. Uh, to get that one in. Um, how about another guy uh, that wasn't really talked about? Frank Vitrano. I know um, in this playoff series, in, in his Stanley Cup run, he's got 11 points in 17 games. You know, that's that's decent. That's not bad. Um, do I wish he was a little more consistent? Sure, he could be a little more consistent. But, you know, he's fast. Um, he back checks his ass off. I always see him uh, making a good play on someone. And then uh, he he's always he's always uh there there's always he's always doing something uh, right. I I feel like he's one of those players um, that he doesn't really make too many mistakes, um, and I think his speed really does bring an element to the game. And he shoots the puck too. Um, he doesn't. Uh, some guys just you know they're for, too afraid to shoot the puck, but you know he he's fit well on the top line with Kreider and Zibanejad. He hasn't gotten in their way and is able to contribute. So not bad for him. The next guy, uh, the two more important guys. How about Andrew Kopp? Andrew Kopp has uh, done pretty good this uh, postseason. He's had 13 points in 17 games. A bit uh, streaky player Kopp is, but you know what? He does um, 
do a lot other than scoring. He's a, he's a good penalty killer. Uh, he does, you know, he's had some playoff experience with the Jets. He's he and he and he can score. He can. Uh, he he's got a terrific uh, shot too. That when uh, him fitting on the line with Panarin and Strom at times has been really good. Um, because they both those guys like to set up and and Kopp just will, likes to shoot it so that that's a perfect fit. But I think the best player the Rangers got at the deadline is easily our fourth line addition of Tyler Mott. He's been one of the best forwards of the playoffs. I know not many people know about him. He's not he's not a point. He's not a goal scorer. Okay, he's not the guy that's gonna you know light up the uh, stats. He he actually came back. Um, I think it was in the Carolina series when. Uh, because he got hurt in the he got hurt in the regular season, he was injured all the way to playoffs, and he he came in uh, round two against the Carolina Hurricanes. But you know he got his first goal in that game three, big game three in uh, in New York against Carolina, um, and then you know Mott, you know he's doing a pretty good job uh, in this series against Tampa. He you know he he always is a, a great four checker. Um, you, that's why you could I I really like. Um, you know, Tampa, you, you always see that they're such a big team. But I really do like the Rangers' fourth line, too, of uh, Mott, Reeves, and Goudreau to go against, to match up against Tampa's big fourth line at times with guys like Maroon and Perry and, you know, in the bottom six with Hagel. Um, all guys that can uh, contribute in Belmar, you know, that that's a pretty good evenly fourth line matchup. Not many people can do that against Tampa, which is why I think it's actually hurting them because, you know, you need you really do need a, a four line rotation out there, and some people say, "Oh, you shouldn't." Uh, you you know you should really focus on the top six or top nine and go heavy there. I think it's about balance that wins playoff games. I think uh, ever all four lines, all three defensive lines need to be. They can't be a liability out there because the the top teams don't have liabilities, and you just got to uh, fight through it. Like I said, uh, Tyler Mott is not a. Uh, point score but i have to say he's uh ever ever since that uh bubble run in vancouver that he had back in 2020 you know he, he's been a playoff performer and he just does his job well um and he like i said great speed great penalty killer um he doesn't uh he doesn't, he doesn't make, really make a, a whole lot of mistakes he blocks a lot of shots too i noticed that he puts his body on the line so Great job for uh, the New York Green. Great job for Chris Jury to assemble this team because no one picked this team to go to the Eastern Conference Finals at all. And the fact that they even have a 2-1 series lead in Tampa has really made this series interesting. We'll be watching Game 4 tonight for sure. Um, I think if the Rangers can get this one, they'll win the series for sure. If they lose, it'll be interesting and more dicey. I don't know. But they do need to steal one, just one game on the road. I know last game was a bit of a heartbreaker, but they uh, the reason they lost that is because they... They they gave up too easily. They they sat back and Tampa just outworked them. And Andre Palat was the uh, game three hero with forty eight seconds left. So that was a good win for Tampa. But um, the city of New York wants the the Rangers. And how and uh, and how about uh, the uh, the job Gerard Gallant has done? You know, people were calling him out, saying, "Where's the coaching?" Well, he got his all his players to play in that second round when it counted most. So good job on him. Hopefully, uh, the Rangers uh, can take out uh, the Lightning and face the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup. That's still going on um, as Colorado has to wait another series. Oh, my God. The fact that they have two sweeps this playoffs is mind-boggling good. That, that's, that's ridiculously good. So, 
All right, that'll uh, wrap up this quick episode. But I just want to give you an update. We'll be coming out with another episode next week. And we'll be talking more about the playoffs. And hopefully the Stanley Cup will be uh, going on by then. We'll see what happens, though, all right? Take care, everyone, and I'll see you in the next one.